We do tend to say a lot of old slang, right? Yeah. One, I had one, one podcast. I think you, you said cheddar when we were talking about money. Did I? You said you actually said cheddar, and I was like, wow. Is that old? Are you kidding me? That was <laughs> my old now. Th- that was like, that was like an early two thousands like saying. What early two thousands? I was like just yesterday. It's two thousand eighteen, Dave. No. <laughs> Oh, no, no. What are you, what are you doing now? <laughs> uh, I'm old. Were you doing Palpatine? No. Yeah. No, no. Welcome back to the Why Do I Talk To You podcast. This is Saul Starsheep 4. And I'm Dave Gamer Dave Napel. And at the time of recording this, um, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to come out, but Dave will have just celebrated a birthday. Wow, I'm so old. So we figured uh, we'd we'd take this time to go over Dave's absolute favorite Final Fantasy game (laughs) of all time. I mean, he just loves this. He won't shut up about this game, man. Half of that is true. <laughs> Half of that is true. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to me. <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII time. Uh, so this this podcast, I guess, is more me-centric, I guess, because Final Fantasy VIII is, is my game in a way. Um I, this was my first like full on experience playing Final Fantasy and um, I, I knew what it was beforehand because uh, I had some friends that had Final Fantasy one of all games. Um, but um, and I guess just to dive right away into the history with me in this game, uh, much like many other games that I have from the PlayStation era or at least are knowledgeable of. This came from demo discs. Of course, um, it, did. Of course it did. Uh, this. um one issue, I can't remember what, what month it was, but it was like a Final Fantasy centered uh issue this time around. I think because ten was like gonna be released soon. Um, so they they focused a lot on Final Fantasy. Wait, so. really? I didn't realize it was that long after the game had come out. Yeah, it was. Oh. It very much was. Interesting. Okay. Nine was already out and everything too. Okay. Huh. Um so this demo disc had several like trailers for other Final Fantasy games. Um, just like as callbacks, but it did have a playable demo of eight. Um, so that's how I got introduced to that. It what was, was, what did you do in the demo? Like um, what portion of the game was it? Well, it wasn't very late. I'll talk about it when we start talking about the story. Okay. I'll bring that up when that is. All right. Um, but it was lengthy enough, honestly, um, to like get a full sort of taste of what's, what's, what's to be in the full game. Um, and it was enough uh, to warrant buying it. And I think at that time it was already a greatest hit. So it was maybe a little bit cheaper. So yeah, that was, that was that. Um, so yeah, final fantasy eight. Um, now how many RPGs had you played up to this point? Uh, not many. Okay. Uh, I had played, like I said, I had played a little bit of Final Fantasy 1. Never got too far on it because I just had to rely on my friend's house. Yeah. Uh, Pokemans. Okay, Pokemon, yeah. And, um... Was Pokemon, like, your first RPG? Yeah, I guess you can say that. Wow, okay. That's mm-hmm. cool. 
Um, because yeah, not not until after I guess Final Fantasy VIII, or I guess you can say Pokemon was like my RPG bug. You know what I mean? Yeah. After that, then I started getting more and more into them. So yeah, Final Fantasy was like one of the first. I guess you might consider it the first like legit RPG. You know what I mean? Yeah, your first like traditional RPG. Yeah, because you traditional know traditional J rippage. It, yeah, if you don't count Pokemon as a traditional rippage. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> um, I I have I still have um, a lot of nostalgic attachment to this game. Uh, when Dave and I like first uh, started talking about you know um, uh, you know games and whatnot, what games we like to play and whatnot, um, I would talk about Final Fantasy VIII a lot. And Dave had like no like experience playing it. He knew what it was, but he didn't. He had never played it. So he borrowed uh he borrowed it from me and got pretty far, but uh <laughs> I, his How much of it did I play at your house? Uh you played up to like disc three, I think. I mean I didn't get much farther <laughs> past that. I mean honestly, I mean that's my own. Honestly, that's pretty far as it is. <laughs> you should have just gone for it. Disc four isn't no, a whole lot. Uh, the dungeon <sighs> we'll get to this. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to finish it. So that should probably tell you something right off the right off the bat. Yeah, that 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 kinda hurt. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry. It was um you know, it <sighs> I still mean to do it someday, probably. Maybe. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> Let's be real here. If I had the time. Uh, <laughs> well, you got me there, too. Uh, and to be honest, yeah, I was maybe a little offended at, like, some of the things he was saying about it. And just, like, <laughs> you know, and, and I was, like, you know, because I had such nostalgic attachment for it. I was just, like, you know, pouting with my arms crossed. and sort of like, <laughs> like he doesn't know anything. What, what does he know? Huh? Huh? He's just a Final Fantasy VII fanboy. That's all he is. I haven't even played Final Fantasy VII I know. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think the um, only ones I had played to that point. No, I had played four... One and six, or four and six at least. You had one on the DS or something? I had one on the GBA. I oh, don't remember okay. if I played it. I think I did play one after for the most part, actually. So I had played four and six. Okay. Yeah. Four on the DS, six on the GBA, and then one was also on the GBA. I okay. remember when you were going through four and six. Like six, six sort of messed you up for a little bit, didn't you? You use that term. It didn't like make me mad. No, no, no. I mean, like I was just like conflicted. You were affected, is is what I mean. I was like it it did get you. Six had a lot of nice moments, but like the game as a whole. Oh, we should save that for another time. I mean, we'll never (laughs) talk about it because you'll never play it. Six, Six is probably the most popular Final Fantasy with like most traditional like gamers you know like if you watch anybody any youtubers who talk about final fantasy all the time like nine times out of ten they're gonna say yeah final fantasy six the best one and like it'll be i have a subscription to game informer just because it's worth it for me with the number of used stuff i buy from gamestop and like they did like a list of top rpgs or whatever and final fantasy six number one and i'm like it's not even like in my top three of final fantasy games i was really kind of underwhelmed by six i thought it did some really good things and then a lot of things that were just kind of whatever so it was all right Mm. but Anyway, and, now, uh, now anyone who knows Final Fantasy can hate me because, like I said, that's like the most popular one. But whatever, it's almost it's almost heresy. It, it's yeah. sort of like uh, seven is like over, overdone like, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, seven's like the one where like you see someone who's like seven's my favorite, and like the instant reaction from the quote unquote gamer is like, oh, you're not a real gamer. Yeah. You're just like the hipster gamer. <laughs> that was like the fanboy. Yeah, that was like the casual gamer before like 
the Wii happened, kind of. And, like, <laughs> you just kind of bunch them into, like, that's probably the only one they've played. And I don't know. It's probably the only RPG they played. But, like, no, I really like 7 a lot. It's not my favorite, but it's I think it's a lot better than 6. So. What is one of my favorites? What is one of my favorites? <laughs> um, so, yeah. 8 is going to have to be pretty high on my list only because of my nostalgia for it. I mean, you've only played two of them, so... They don't have to know that. <laughs> I thought they did. They don't, I thought they had they to don't know that. They have to know that. <laughs> anyway. I'm still trying to slog through nine. I'm trying. Trying? When was the last time you played it? I said trying. Well, you're not trying if you haven't actively played it no, in a I'm while. No, I'm trying. You could I'm say just... you tried. No, because that, that implies that I'm, that I'm stopping. I'm ceasing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ceasing. Okay. I'm... You keep telling yourself that. I will. Thank you. Okay birthday boy okay i guess you're allowed <laughs> yeah that's right uh, so okay all that to say that when we start talking about the gameplay of final fantasy 8 and i mean let's be honest when we just start talking about the game um there's gonna be a lot of things that i will have to sort of like maybe eat my hat about um because as as i've gotten older i suppose or like looked at it at and more like you know finer lenses and whatnot i'm just sort of like yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I see your point. I mean, I still liked it, but I I I know what you mean. You know? Could you see? I mean, time and age notwithstanding, could you see yourself like sitting down and playing through that game again? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do not. Because I I immediately am just thinking of, and we'll talk about this later. Sitting my butt down and doing nothing but drawing yep. magic. Yep. <laughs> For hours on end. Hours on end. Literally hours of time. Okay, let's get into the actual game. Let's start with the actual game. So Alrighty. this game was a pretty big deal when it came out. It came right after seven. It mm -hmm. sold like a bajillion copies. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of sort of creative direction changes also. Not direct tours, but like direction changes mm -hmm. from like what we have come to understand from Final Fantasy games. Um, this one was the first one that went very real uh it went with realistic uh human character design um more familiar looking like cities and stuff that looked more contemporary and yeah. modern yeah um it, the, the the bulk of like the first disc takes place inside of a school um so it even sort of like draws back to like school. yeah it even draws back to like kind of sort of you know sc uh, school days like drama sort of thing you know yeah. doesn't really achieve it too well but like that that's sort of the intention behind it uh all the characters are like are, are late teenagers you know like young adults um so it kind of ha even has like a sort of young adult feel to it as well like it, it it went you also don't have any characters in your party that you can control that are like monsters or like not humans and oh yeah that's a good point because in six you had like mog and like uh, seven, you had like Red Thirteen and Kate Sith, and then eight, it was just all just dudes. It was all peoples. yeah, it was all it was all humans, and they all had like realistic proportions. I mean, yeah. like you you look at like Final Fantasy Nine, and you know Vivi notwithstanding, like everybody has these like gigantic arms and stuff, and and hands and whatnot. Yeah, they all have very exaggerated features. It's yeah. supposed to be cartoony, and mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Final Fantasy Seven was kind of realistic, but it still felt. Like, especially in, like, the in-battle stuff, it all felt very anime, right? Like, they all had, like, yeah. the really big eyes and stuff like that. Like, they were very, they're still very sort of expressive, whereas, like, Final Fantasy VIII really tried to, like, do detail in the face, and, like, they did the best they could for the PS1, but sometimes the faces do kind of look like pixelated messes. Yeah. And, uh, even even back then, I knew that. How yeah. I, I do remember though, back then but they tried. E each of the FMVs 
blew my mind. Yeah, that's true. At too. the same time, though, I tried watching some last night, and I was just like, these have not aged. Final I mean, Fantasy Spirits Within looks better than this, and like I think they've aged fine. I uh, mean, they're, they're not bad. No, they're obviously not, they're no. not to the standards of today. Like you're like, oh, that that is obviously CG, but like the characters still look good and expressive, and I don't know, it's. It's early CG, and you're like, yeah, they did a really good job for what they had. Like, it still looks good, but, like, you'd never watch it today over something else. No, that's that's what it is. That's what I mean. It's like, no, they don't look horrific today or anything like that, but you have to sort of, like, put yourself in that mindset, like, oh, yeah, this was 1998, like, yada, yada, yada. uh, But then, though, I mean, they were really pushing. I know, because you could say the same thing about Toy Story, right? Because Toy Story does not look that great Well, sure, and I do say the same thing about Toy Story, but, but, you know. it doesn't make it bad. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they were really pushing the PlayStation's limits back then. I mean, uh, Final Fantasy VII was three discs, and this one was was the first four disc one. Uh Um, That alone is just intimidating, man. You're just sort of like you're about to play a game that is four discs long, (laughs) and you even and you can spend fifty hours on a game that's one disc long. You know what I mean? So, um, alrighty. So, um. I, we are going to do our best to give a synopsis of the story, but bear in mind, this story is <laughs> problem number one. The story <laughs> is really flipping convoluted that and like that's quite even for Final Fantasy standards. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is very, it I, is all over the I place. I was trying to do my due diligence because I, I, I forgot, a, I've forgotten a lot of things about this game because it's not that memorable. And I, <sighs> I don't know if I want to acknowledge that. But. I, well, I mean, you don't remember. There's a lot of points and a lot of subplots where, like, yeah, I remember you do this, you do this. Is like, wait, how did I get there? And like, oh yeah, like this other weird thing happened. I guess. Okay. I mean, I feel right, I don't yeah. feel comfortable like admitting to that because it's just been like extremely many years since I've but ever played that game. This is like one game. of your childhood games. Like, I could tell you like exactly what happens oh. in Super Mario RPG. Like, oh down to the letter. You know what I mean? Well, Final Fantasy VIII's a much larger game than, than Super Mario RPG, though. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I could... Uh, I, just, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so... That's my argument. I'm sticking to it. Oh, uh, whatever. I mean, I, I can't... I'm not going to be able to... <laughs> I am not going to be able to disagree with any of the qualms that Dave has. This podcast is going to be full of me just going like, oh, <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, okay, it's fine. Let's just get started. Alrighty. So, starts out with... An extremely well done cinematic set to Libre Fatale. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is a which is a beautiful, beautiful one of Nobuo's best. He yeah. came back and did this one. Uh, and an outline sort of just like a it works just like a trailer almost. Like you sort of see some characters that you'll see eventually, but it does oh, like words or something too, mm-hmm. very anime. Yeah, well, because <laughs> those words are said later by those characters. Right, yes. Um, but it also outlines like the very first scene, which is a a, a fight uh gone down with our, our main character Squ- wall and this other guy wearing a gray trench coat his name is cypher they're fighting cypher's fighting dirty and uh they they eventually like actually wound each other and so uh we wake up after a nice big musical climax in the infirmary yeah so the setting here is that uh school nurse basically oh yeah that's right yeah (laughs) so the setting for this whole area um the world doesn't have a name i don't think but uh where you are in right now is called the balam garden uh bow or balam i i always call it balam balamba balamba it it ends with a b it does end with a b (laughs) this is a this is a school it's a it's like a a 
sort of a military school, but the the point of this of this school is that all the students there are trained to become seeds. Stylized a capital S E E capital D. So I, I never knew if it was supposed to be like C D or like C D or something, but I, I just called them seeds. And they're basically like mercenaries, and like that's that's what this school is for. So the school makes money, I guess. They train children to go out and you know kill stuff. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's that's life. I guess. Um, the the school setting itself is is like you know a giant boarding school, and yeah. the music is beautiful, and the <clears throat> sun is shining, and yada yada. It's nice. You're uh, you uh, you meet up with your instructor named Quistus. Who says that? Uh, who reveals that your your actual exam uh, to become a seed is today? Um, but in order to be a qualifier for that, he still has to do one more test, which is uh, to go off to this cavern and capture this other GF. Okay, and this is another huge thing, uh, separate from all the other games. Um, rather than summons, uh, you have GFs. I mean, they uh, are summons; forces. they just have a different name, and they have they are more utilitarian. Also, yes, they're a bit more integral. Well, I don't know if I want to say than like Final Fantasy VI. They're pretty important in Final Fantasy VI, but they're more integral than Final Fantasy VII, and they are very integral to the gameplay. Well, I think we need to talk about that even just a little bit now here. Uh... Everything's sort of... Run okay, so I'm just going to... So here's the thing. In a normal RPG, right, how do you advance? Well, you go around and you kill stuff and you get stronger, right? You kill stuff and you gain experience, and then you gain some levels, and you're like, ooh, all right, I gained some levels, and those give you some nice stats. And so, and then you're like, oh, how else do I progress? Well, you get some money, and you get money, and what do you do that? Well, you spend that on new armor and new weapons. Like, yeah, this is cool. So it's sort of like, as long as you're, like, fighting dudes, you can just sort of progress, and you fight people, and you get stronger. And in Final Fantasy VIII, you still gain experience, and you gain levels, but the stats you get are almost negligible. Mm -hmm. Like they are just about meaningless. So like, wait a like, wait a minute. How am I supposed to get stronger? Well, here's the thing: when you get a GF, you can equip one to your character at a time. So any given character can only have one summon that they can use at a time. Um, wait, no, you can have a lot of them. Each? Yeah. Really? Uh huh. Oh, all right. Well, scratch that. Um, apparently, you can equip multiple of them. But in any case, each GF has certain stats that they can enhance by you equipping magic to them. Now, here's the What's it called, Dave? What's it it's called like the junction mm -hmm. system? Yep. Yeah. Uh that word is pretty important. <laughs> just because the ire it will draw from anyone who actually knows it. So the junction <laughs> system <laughs> it's not gonna matter to anybody who hasn't actually played this game. I'm like, oh that's what they call it. But to us it's like it's like it's, ah! the, it's like it's the <laughs> the junction system. <laughs> and so here's another point. Unless I'm mistaken, so when you summon them, it doesn't cost you MP, right? Because MP doesn't even exist anymore. Correct. Yeah, MP is gone. So usually you have like a set pool of magic points, and whenever you cast a spell, it drains those magic points. And whenever you rest or whatever, you get those magic points back so you can cast more spells. So it acts as a limit to how much you can use magic. In this game, magic is just items. Basically, mm -hmm. like it's just you either you have five fires and so you can cast it five times that once they're gone, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Like you, Your character doesn't know fire. He just has fires. <laughs> so you the thing you do is you can equip this magic to your stats through the junction system, through the GFs. And the more of that, Matt, you can have anywhere from one to ninety nine of a single kind of magic. You can, have, any you can have a straight one hundred. 
Oh, you can't have 100? Yeah, it actually does go to 100. Wow, how nice. A nice even number, yeah. (laughs) 1 to 100. And the more of it you have there, the better that stat will be. Yeah. So the goal is to equip the GFs in such a way that you can enhance the stats you want by putting a lot of magic to it. Now, this begs the question, how do you get magic? (laughs) And the answer is not by spending money. Money in this game is pretty much worthless. Uh, At least I felt like it was in my playthrough. Uh, I used items quite a bit, so, you know, healing items and whatnot. I mean, I never... Well, you kind of have to because you can't heal like a normal Final Fantasy game, but anyway... You have cures. (laughs) Please continue. So how do you get them? Well, there's this system in the game called drawing. And what you do is you draw the magic from something. Now, sometimes when you're just exploring the overworld, you'll see like these weird little fountains of like purple magic energy. And you go over there and it'll be like, you got six ice or like blizzaras or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, cool. So then you're going to equip that and you're like, six is not a very high number. (laughs) And so you look and you're like, well, I can't draw from this thing anymore. How do I get more? Well, the answer may surprise you. (laughs) Grind, 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 and grind. You have to draw them from enemies. So in the middle of a battle, one of the options you have, along with, you know, casting magic or attacking or running or using items, is draw. And you target a specific enemy and you draw from them. And different enemies will give you different magic. Some will give you fire. Some will give you, like, thunder. Some will give you, like, cure, whatever. So you got to do that. But how many do they give you per draw? Like one to five. <laughs> yeah, like one to five. And what's your goal? A hundred. A hundred. <laughs> and by the way, if you ever want to use any of these spells, that number goes down, mm-hmm. which means you have to draw. So when you draw Saul, is that like a free action where afterwards you can still attack? No, it's not. No. So you have to sit there and do, does it do any damage to them? It must do damage to them. It doesn't do damage. It doesn't do. So you sit there and you do nothing while your opponent's wailing on you until you have a hundred for each stat for each member of your party yeah pretty much yeah oh and remember that whole thing where you still level up what does that do well you see the game does this thing where the higher level your character is the higher level the monster the higher level they actually scale with you which is kind of a slap in the face because you're like man i leveled and it means nothing (laughs) and what happens when you when the monsters are higher level saul (laughs) sometimes the draw doesn't work well, yeah, there's that. But also, the magic you get from them gets better. Yeah. Because you might have drawn from them a bunch of fires. But if you're level 30, suddenly you'll be drawing Firas. And how much better is Fira than fire for your attacks, that's all? Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Wow, it's almost like the game expects you to stop and grind out 100 of each of these dang spells. <laughs> for each of these, it, like, punishes you for leveling up, basically. My heart. So the ideal way to play this game, no joke, is to, within, like, the first disc, to grind your level up to the point where you can draw the highest level of magic. Faraga, Thundaga, Kiraga, whatever. And then you go out and you sit for, which, obviously, at your level, is going to take you a while on disc one. And then you go out and you find the monsters with the magic you want and you draw and you draw, and you draw, and you draw, until you have the... And don't they, like, like won't a single monster run out of magic if you draw it for too much? Um, maybe. I actually don't remember that. Okay, I, that's I do, a little nitpicky. I, I, I think I do remember <laughs> many times, like, like doing draw, and then it's just, like, the draw has no effect or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that is progression in this game. So that's... Now, 
every Final Fantasy game has grinding, right? Let's not beat around the bush. Pretty much everyone does. I am a proponent of if a game requires grinding, then it wasn't balanced well. Saul is a bit more forgiving, probably partially because this is one of his first RPGs. This this might explain a lot of things. But, like, let's say you just want to play through this a normal game. Like, I tried playing through this. When I played through this in terms of gameplay, I tried to ignore drawing as much as possible because it just felt bad, right? It was just like, this is not fun. This is not fun. This is not fun. <laughs> so I tried to like get through. I'm like, all right, if I don't like drawing, let's just battle. I'm sure it won't be that bad. It's that bad. Because if you don't draw, if you just level, literally your only effective way to do damage is by summoning. Okay. Now you're like, oh, that's not so bad. Summons are always the most powerful thing. Mm. The summon animations are so long. Oh. They are so long. Some and of you them have are kind of short, but the good ones are, are quite long. And the long. other thing, so as you're GF, as you have this GF equipped, they will also level up with you, right? There's like a secondary experience point. Like it used to be like skill points or whatever in yes. Final Fantasy VI, yes. or like it would level up your materia. In this one, it levels up your GF. And so one of the abilities you get, I think it's called like boost or yeah. like focus or something. Boost, yeah. Boost. And it's really cheap and you equip it. And what it does is you can mash the square button throughout the entire animation to make it do damage. And honestly, if you don't, your summons are just about as pitiful as you. So you have to summon and just like mash that square button. That is your life now. That is combat. Every time you run into a boss, every time you run into a random enemy, that is your life is mashing the square button and watching Leviathan for the 352nd millionth time. Oh, you forgot one thing about the boost, Dave. What's that? Sometimes you're not allowed to push X. Oh, that's and right. And if you like do at push X, points in the your counter scene. goes way down. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so here's the thing. What boost does essentially is that if you have that equipped, your power goes from 100 to 75. Uh, you start at 75 and you have to mash X when the X tells you you can. <laughs> and at certain times during the cutscene, the X will turn up. And if you hit more, you get like two grace hits. But if you hit more than those two ones, your counter will go all the way back down to 75. <laughs> and if you don't get back in time, you've just sort of wasted your summon and wasted your turn because uh, you would just attack at 75% of your of your actual possible worth. Yeah. Um, the longest GF, which is the the the, the final GF, uh, her name is Eden. Uh, that one will go all the way up to the max of 255 and um, or 250, something like that. And quick note, that is the only attack in the whole game that will actually go past 9999. Yeah. If you go all the way up in the full boost. But that is to say that it is cheap. And not to mention that GF summons uh, cutscene is about three to four minutes long. And that's not a joke. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. Uh, there is one other, the, one thing I will say about the battle system is that this game did a better job of making uh, <clears throat> limit breaks a bit more accessible than like six, maybe not as much as seven. But limit breaks were cool; they were fun to do. And there was one piece of magic where you would, um, but the way limit breaks work is that they just sort of randomly appear. No, they, they <clears throat> happen when you when your health is yellow. But even then, it's random, isn't it? 
It like doesn't always happen. Well, the probability is extremely high. Yes, the higher. probability yeah. is much higher. Yeah. But even then, it's not guaranteed. But most of the time, you're not going to be in yellow. So you're like, well, I still can't do any damage. So the thing you can do is there's a magic. I don't remember what it's called. It's called aura. Yeah, and you can cast that on one of your party members, and it will drastically increase the chances that you'll get to do a limit break at any given time. It's not guaranteed, but it's a much higher chance. So that was those were the only two ways I could progress. And the thing is... What is that about magic again? All right, you can run out. So once you run out of auras, <laughs> you have to like scrounge like anywhere. Yeah, and you probably weren't paying were attention too. to like what monsters drop it because gosh, what do you have an entire notebook where you write that stuff down? This is the early days of the internet. You just can't can't just game facts that. <laughs> this is the dark ages. So <laughs> aura was fun because it got to let you experience the fun sort of action commandy uh like limit breaks in this game. Like most of the limit breaks in this game had some kind of action command element to them. And actually even Squall's attack had an action command element That's to it. That's right. Where if you hit like R1 or R2 or something at the right moment in his attack, it would hit and do more damage. It was mm -hmm. like almost exactly like Super Mario RPG. I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. I wonder what the other character's action commands are like. <laughs> None of them have any action commands. It is only Squall. It is only Squall and the Mashing X for the freaking summons and the, uh, and the limit breaks. So that is why I couldn't finish this game. I just got to a point where I realized I either need to go like sit around and draw for probably like hours um, or every battle is going to be summon, 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 summon. <laughs> summon. Summon. And that is... Uh that is probably the biggest qualm that like all other gamers and Final Fantasy fans have with this game. This game is not, this game is not exact. People don't hate this game, but in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's not usually the cream of the crop. It's not, no. it doesn't usually rise to the top there. No. Uh, you know, games like, you know, seven, obviously and six and nine, um, and four, um, I think 14 now might be rising up a little bit too. Those are the ones that usually rise up and eight is not usually one of those. No. So that's not really at all. that is probably the biggest reason. And other reasons people don't like it is the story. Um, as we said before, it does get really convoluted. You know, we're already a half hour into this podcast. So I'm going to, we're going to try to synopsize this as much as we can, but the story is we go long. a little long. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know. I don't want people to kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually had to play the game and I didn't do it. So, you know, I think they've got pretty good chances. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. So you go get a free hot dog. Yeah, we're back it. to here. Yeah. yeah. All that to say also that junctioning is like a the gameplay element of this does actually invade the story a little bit too. Yes. As does the the use of the GFs too. Um it does invade the story somewhat. Well, kind of somewhat and also kind of crucially as well, but we'll get to that when that Random happens. Random note on GFs. It's mm -hmm. a really you'll notice that like other names for summons like Aeons have come back. GF is not because it's kind of a dumb name. Guardian Force. They also like to kind of abbreviate things a lot in this game randomly. It's GF, FH. I think there's a few others I'm probably forgetting. <laughs> you named two. I, I, I just remember it was just felt a little, I don't know, felt like it was kind of obfuscating like 
what I want to remember about this. Anyways, this is weird. Okay. Minor point. Continue. Okay. So uh, Squall and Quistus, like we said, they go off to this cave where uh, the summon Ifrit is there. A good old-fashioned, you know, Ifrit back. Um, you fight him. And you wear him down enough, so he's like, "Fine, I'll join you." Yep. Um, afterwards, then then uh, you you get briefed on your on your mission, uh, which is your final exam. Cipher, who is your rival and the guy you're supposed to love to hate, I suppose, um, is like your your like leader, your team leader in this instance. He's like older than you or something. He's like a year or two older than you, yeah. But he's like he's a gigantic douchebag too. Yep. <laughs> um, he's got he's got your same type of weapon also i will say squall's gunblade has like entered into like like the pantheon of like awesome final fantasy weapons too yeah. it might not be considered as awesome as like the buster sword but you can't deny the gunblade is just like <laughs> it's so ridiculous it's like pure like japanese exuberance you know what i mean just i still like, don't understand how it works it's like you pull the trigger and like you don't you can't shoot things but it does something yeah it gives, the, it, gives, I, it gives you a crit yeah but like how <laughs> What is it? It's got. It's well, got like. It's the, like a you revolver. Pull the, you pull the trigger, and then it does that. But what does it do? It gives you a crit. But how? It, by, pulling, by pulling the trigger. Why does it have like a revolver? <laughs> what is in there? Why does any of that make sense? <laughs> You're not supposed to. Why question. is holding it like a gun like effective? You're it not seems supposed like, to question Like the that. Count Dooku style, but like with the trigger. I don't know. And anyways, so. Uh, so yeah, Cypher's your your rival. He's a dirty fighter and whatnot. You're teamed up with Cypher and with uh, this Mike Tyson tattoo face guy <laughs> named Zell, who is your who's like the hand to hand combat guy. Um, He's a monk, basically. Yeah, in, like the traditional Final Fantasy stance. Yeah, absolutely not. Like <laughs> an attitude. No. Yeah, but but is if we were classifying them, then yeah, I suppose so. He's the hot headed. Goofball, mm -hmm. right? He's yeah. hilarious, actually. That's, yeah, that's he has a lot of funny stereotype. lines. Sure, he has. He's he's really like impetuous and like he has a lot of funny dances when he's happy and he has this like he has this like uh, obsession with hot dogs because yeah. like the cafeteria always runs out of them before he gets there and like the cafeteria worker also like has this giant crush on him too and stuff. Really? Oh, and I didn't remember that. Yeah, like she has a crush on him and like always feels bad that she doesn't have any hot dogs to <laughs> give him. These are the weird like side things the game tries to put into. Like so, cute, but yeah, whatever. Okay, so what you are what you are required to do is um, go to this town of Dalit and um, what you are there, you were supposed to intercept the Galbadia army who's there um, to try to uh, to um, to repair and to fix this old radio communication tower. Now, you're supposed to know also in the game that and they tell you this also that radio communication in this world is impossible for whatever reason. You don't know this later. You don't know this until later, but you cannot communicate via radio. You just get nothing but a whole bunch of interference. So it's kind of really puzzling that Galbadia wants to do this. Um, I didn't remember that plot point at all. <laughs> yeah, Galbadia is, um, you know, the word bad is in their title, so <laughs> you can tell they become your antagonists pretty quickly. So the Galbadia army is there, and you're there to intercept them. Uh, you were then given strict orders to, like, stand by and wait for more instructions, and Cypher's all like, I'm not going to do that, so I'm just going to keep going. Um, and and Squall and, and Zell are just sort of like, what are we supposed to do now? Like, yeah. I don't know. We're still being examined right now. They run into Selfie, this girl. Um, Nunchuck girl. Nunchuck girl. She's like the she's like the cute, you know, anime one, right? She's got, like, the, the flippy yeah, hair. And the, she's cute. She's she like acts younger than she is, you know. Yeah, know. 
She's cute. She's cute. <laughs> uh, um, uh, she arrives to tell them uh, that uh, they, they now have orders to withdraw. Unfortunately, Cypher's already gone ahead, so they're just sort of like, uh, well, we can't withdraw now that Cypher's out. So they just continue chasing him uh, up into uh, this radio tower. And then they run into uh, some bosses there and whatnot, but they're too late. The radio tower gets uh, is, is fixed. Um, and then they're being chased by this giant Galbadian robot spider. Um and so now you have to book it like you have you have only so much time uh, before like the boats have to leave you uh, to book it all the way over to the boats. And what stinks is that your time doesn't stop when the spider catches up to you. So you have to like and you can't run away when the spider catches up to you. You have to fight it until it gets down enough. And then you can run away. Um, and I know this sequence well because this is the demo okay. um, that was, that that was played for the demo there. That makes sense. So you make it. And then. Uh, uh, you, of course, uh, graduate and you become seeds. Cypher, however, does not because he disobeyed direct orders. Because he sucks. And because, yeah, and then he he's like brooding <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he kind of gets that way. Like, he's he's a jerk. He's a douchebag. But, like, he also, like, talks about, like, having this, like, romantic dream or something like that. Yeah. He's very, he's very like, vague about that. You're just sort of like, oh, what? <laughs> And he still sort of talks about that Like as he's brooding about it and whatnot Um, So then Your first official mission as a seed Is to go to the town of Timber And help uh, this like mercenary group Called the Timber Owls liberate it Um, On your way there You're you're taking a train to get there But on your way there You pass out (laughs) Everybody just starts to hear this like really high pitched tone And start to get kind of woozy and then uh, you, then you pass out. Now all of a sudden, you're, you're in this some like, other dude. <laughs> now you're in this dream sequence as a Galbadian soldier named Laguna with his two other, you know, compadres, Kiros and Ward. And you're like running through this forest. Now your battle music is different. Now your weapons are different. Um, I think you. I think just for the sake of like gameplay, they give you the same stuff as like who you were junction. Yeah, there's with some before. way you can like link to which one of your party characters counts as. As these other characters I forget how though I think I it's, think it's, I think it's like, literally Party placement Yeah it's just like They show you a screen And they're like Pick which one is which like, Something oh, like that Yeah Okay <laughs> um, And so now you're just Going through this Whole unexplained sequence As somebody else As a Galbadian soldier Keep in mind We have killed A lot of Galbadian soldiers <laughs> Already a lot of So them. now you're just Sort of like Why am I playing as one now Is this happening Right now Right now Or like What's going on? Um, you you sort of get to know these guys, Laguna, Kiros, and Ward, and uh, you you take some R and R time in like the city called Delling City, uh, which is sort of like Galbadia's like hub. And they go to this pub because uh, Laguna really wants to see this this lounge pianist perform. He's got this crush on this girl. There's like major hots for this girl. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is this is where now some of the more themes of like romance and like mushy mush come forth because Final Fantasy VIII is full of that. Yeah. And here's where it like really starts because there's this like intimate scene where like she actually invites Laguna to her room. Ooh, ooh. Um, Does that ha- actually happen in the first one? Because you get several of these dream sequences. This happens all in the first one. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get invited to the room. Nothing happens. Actually, Laguna gets drunk and like <laughs> he even like barfs in the room too. <laughs> you see these like sequences where like he's like talking and like drink some more. Then Laguna's it, like, fades- like a total like loser goofball, but in like the really 
really likable way. Yeah. Basically. Then it fades to black, then it fades back, and he's like even more like rambunctious. It fades to black even more. <laughs> then it fades to black again, and he's like on the floor. Just like, I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> like that. Um, but like, you know, he talks like he talks really deep stuff with with her, with Julia, and like um and uh like and she talks about like her dreams and stuff like that too. And then after that, the sequence ends and everybody wakes up and they find out that they had the exact same dream. Um, like selfies like, oh, I had this dream that I was like this guy, Laguna. It was weird. And Squall was like, wait a minute. Was he like a loser Galbadian soldier? <laughs> she was like, loser? uh, yeah, actually. And so they you they don't dwell on it for too long because, you know, duty calls. Yeah. And so um uh Oh, I didn't mention this. Sheesh. The dancing. Yeah. Well, we can get to that after right, we meet Renoa. All right. So, well, that's what happens right here. They they meet up with the timber owls and they're all like, oh, and we have a secret weapon, our princess. They're like, what? Do you have a princess? <laughs> yeah, she's in that car over there. You should meet her. Like, oh, okay, fine. And they go in and it's Renoa, the, the you know, the, the romantic interest in here. So you'd met Renoa before. At the graduation ceremony for the seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's just there. She's just there. Um, unexplained. She's, she's, she's not a, a student of the school. She just sort of sees Squall from afar because Squall's a loner and he's just like drinking by himself. And, um, and Renoa like forces him to dance in a, in a hilarious and sweet FMV of them like trying to dance and Squall's got two left feet. But then he sort of gets it and then they like have this nice dance. But then like Renoa finds like some of her friends and just all like, all right, see ya. Totally bailed. Yeah, just like, yeah. all right, see ya, bye. Yeah. You're like, what the f- and it's kind of interesting because this kind of gets into Squall's character. So Squall's the total, like, lone wolf, I don't need nobody, like, total stereotypical anime character, right? But, like, the game really focuses in on him and his thoughts. So there's a lot of points where there's pieces of dialogues that are, like, in his head. So you're yeah. in Squall's head a lot. And so this is one of those moments where he's just like, what the crap just happened to me? <laughs> and it, it does create this sort of um, this bond between you as the player and Squall because you're like, yeah, what the crap did just happen to me? <laughs> like, I'm with you on this song. Like, small, I don't know what the heck. Okay, like, that was nice or whatever. So there is this really interesting sort of picture they try to paint with Squall and a lot of the game becomes like Squall coming out of his shell right yeah, yeah it's like him not being able to be a loner and like having to be the leader and he's like oh, I want to be the leader but like okay the rest of you guys are all idiots so I guess I'll do this <laughs> and like him sort of falling for Renoa in like a really weird way where at first he's like this girl is really annoying <laughs> and most of your time with the timber owls is Squall being like you are really annoying, but you're my boss. <laughs> Your plans are terrible, so I guess I'll just go through with them because you are my boss. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll you like heist on. a train. You I heist the train uh, because this train is carrying uh, uh, President Delling, who is essentially the dictator of of Delling City, um, and like they're a little bit war hungry also, and um, so they they kidnap the dictator or or. Uh, President Delling because he also like they invaded Timber and so now they're trying to liberate the town. They go in and they confront him and you find out that he's actually not him. It's a body double for whatever reason. He turns into this like zombie. Of course. Um, his oh his name is like Garo Garo. I don't know. G e r o g e r o. Okay. Whatever. So <laughs> after that, um, what they find is a uh, is is now like a a TV uh, broadcaster just sort of like hey you guys we're getting. TV now like that's that's really weird um, because like I said you can't transmit shortwave uh, communication in this world right now uh, but, for, but since they like 
you know, fix the the telecommunications tower, you can at least send some short waves. And what you come to find is that now um, uh, Delling, President Delling, is making like a big speech that Sorceress Adia, whoever this is, is now like the ambassador for like everything, uh, for like the for the world from the Delling city. And you're just sort of like, well, that can't be good, especially <laughs> then because Cipher comes in on the tell on the broadcast and freaking kidnaps the president for whatever reason. And you're just sort of like, oh gosh, oh no, <laughs> Cypher, guys, what are you doing? guys, let's let's go over there and help him. Um, so they do kind of um, they they find Cipher and then like Sorcerer's idea sort of like dissipates him, and you're like, uh oh, so Cy- oh no. Oh, that's not good. Um, so then this big ceremony is being, or they're going to hold this ceremony for Sorceress Adia. Um, Renoa's dad enlists the help of you guys. I uh, forgot Renoa had a dad. Yeah, his, it's General Caraway, I think. Uh, Gosh. His, his name is Fury Caraway. Fury Caraway. <laughs> um, hires them and contracts them through the Galbadia School. The Galbadia gar- has a garden also. Um, this was really weird to me because all of a sudden you're like friends with Galbadia, but like not really Galbadia, just like their garden. Yeah, kind of. Like they allowed because General Caraway is the general of the Galbadia army, and at this point, Galbadia army is just sort of like, you know, like the German army in World War Two. Like they're not. Not all of them are evil. They're just following instructions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like General Caraway, though, is also like not really in charge of all that. But he he devises a plan with them uh, to assassinate Sorceress Adia because he's all like, this is not good. We need to take care of this right away. So he hires Squall and the team and uh, with the help of the master sniper, Irvine, who is like kind of from the school, but like kind of not really. But he's, he's from a, the other one, right? He's, he's from the Galbadia uh, He's He is, but he's not because he's not trained as a soldier he's just like a really good I mean, marksman i guess he's or, or a seed either yeah soldiers final fantasy 7 S- excuse me <laughs> so well, so um and isn't there something where like selfie used to be from that garden or something uh we'll, we'll get to that uh, we'll whatever. get to that so um so yeah so they 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 devise this big plan uh where uh they they will like stop her at a at this like a big motorcade parade in delling city uh in her honor um, they everything goes fairly well. Basically, Irvin's supposed to shoot her in the head. Yes, <laughs> I don't know why they have to stop this slow moving float in order to accomplish that, but that's what they do. Yeah, if, if, well, I thought you were a master sniper. <laughs> um, so they can't be moving at all. <laughs> this float is moving three <laughs> miles an hour. That is too much. I'm gonna need you guys to go in there on a suicide mission to stop it. Wait, I thought you were a master sniper. It, that's one of the master snipers. <laughs> you follow my instructions. Oh, Are geez. you questioning the master sniper and how sniping works? I oh, I don't. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you have a gun? No, you have a gun blade. <laughs> There's no long range capabilities. <laughs> oh man, we're already 45 minutes in and we're not even through the first disc. Oh my, just basically it goes bad. Okay. No. Well, yeah, it does. But basically, okay, so Irvine takes his shot. Irvine chokes. And it would he chokes, but he does eventually take a shot. It would have been good, but Sorceress City is a freaking sorceress and stops the <laughs> bullet. So then they have to go hand to hand fisticuffs with her. That um, don't go well. That does not go well. She instead creates these like ice spears and 
presumably kills Squall. Um, Basically gets him like right in the chest. Yeah. Like it's sort of the upper right chest, like right below his shoulder. Yeah. It's actually. One, Looks very painful. The first time I saw <laughs> that, I was actually very much affected. And and then that then after that, you get the sign to go into disc two. You're all like, yes, please. And yeah. so you pop in disc two. What happens is another Laguna sequence. Um, oh, I you're, forgot about you're that. in this town called Wind Hill, and you're Laguna, but like you're not a Galbadia soldier anymore. And you're like talking to this girl named Rain, who has this like a little girl named Eleni, and like it's sort of you know you're that that part is a little bit more for exposition on Laguna. Basically, he when when his time was up with Galbadia, he didn't re up. Um, he also didn't really get back in time to marry Julia. Uh, she instead, uh, marries general Caraway in the future. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Her name is <clears throat> Julia Hartley, by the way. Um, which as, is Renoa's last name. Mm-hmm. This is weird. Well, cause yeah. Well, I mean, no, Caraway, really, you know, the, yeah. yeah, whatever. <laughs> not, it's not Renoa Caraway. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, so he's like, sort of like the purveyor of this town. Like he's not the mayor, but like he like protects it from the surrounding monsters and stuff. Cause he's still and, got a machine gun. Yeah. Standard issue. <laughs> Unlimited ammo. Yeah. yeah apparently. Uh, Kiros and Ward come back and sort of like, bef- like, you know, catch him up on things. And that's all I remember for that sequence. Anyways, you wake up again as Squall in this prison and like you, you live. You're not dead. No. <laughs> Um, in fact, you're fine. You're you're actually perfectly fine. You're like, what the? F- I'm so you're pretty being, sure I got stabbed horribly. So you're being tortured for information by Cipher, who has now become Sorceress Adia's knight. She is now, you know, the you know, the Sorceress's knight. Apparently, this is a big legend that has like gone down in history, where the Sorceress always has a knight, and Cipher has always been like, I want to be that knight, and you're like. What the why okay and so now now that he failed as a seed he's like screw you guys i'm gonna go out and do this so he does well because that's his like romantic dream it's like sure. this is what you meant by romance he's like yeah yeah what about whatever it? we should probably mention that renoa and cypher totally dated at some point yeah or something or something it's they never i don't think they ever actually see each other and like talk like I, I don't remember a scene where they ever actually interact with each other. It's just like in some random scenes where Noah's like, I came here to see Cypher. And you're like, what, why? <laughs> well, and just well. like, are you, you're seeing? Okay, he, whatever. <laughs> they're just like, wait, see him. And he just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like, it whatever. Just winks. It's just like a thing. And it's like, okay, whatever. Okay, but now so he's bad. So we don't like him. Now he's bad. Yeah. yeah what, I mean, what, he was always a douche, whatever. So they, they are able to escape thanks to the Moombas, which are these like <laughs> lion like things that like can kind of speak. Uh, what's weird is that they, they free squall from his chains from being like tortured by calling him Laguna. And you're like, Oh, I guess that's what? a real person. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. And so, uh, so they free you and then you escape and you overhear a plot that, um, in order to, you know, stop the gardens from coming after they, uh, they, they also have missiles. <laughs> they're going to blow them up. They have like a missile facility. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to send uh, missiles out to Balam garden and to the Trabia garden. There's three gardens, Trabia, Balam and Galbadia, and they're going to launch them. Now, Trabia garden is where selfie came from and she transferred to Balam. <sighs> yeah, transfer um, so she heads up the team, uh, to infiltrate the, the missile facility to try to divert or like to abort the mission. They do not. However, <laughs> Oops. Um, um, and they also realize that the facility has now been completely shut down and that it's going to self-destruct, though. Yeah, why was that? Um, because I think they at least started the self-destruct sequence 
but then they realize that they couldn't get they out couldn't, because of it or something like that. <laughs> and then the place blows up and you lose three of your party members. Feels bad. Um, meanwhile, uh, Squall and some other people went back to the garden uh, to try to like stop them. They come back to find the garden in disarray um, because now people are all like, Headmaster Sid is the real master. No, it's Grandmaster Norg who's the master. I don't think we talked about Sid. Sid is like the, he's the headmaster of the school for yeah. all you know. Like you, he's the one who like gives you a promotion and he's like i don't know it's like the mr feeney and those of you who who are familiar with final fantasy lore he is sort of related to yours to your like first ship airship but like kind of not so this was this kind of departed that character just a little bit but anyways and so they go back they eventually defeat grandmaster norg well you're like who like, the freak is grandmaster yeah. norg during the fight he kind of tells you that he is like the finance he's like the financier of the balam garden and he's not a human we should probably no, he's a shumi uh, which is a giant, disgusting slug thing. Yeah, it's very it's Jabba the living, Yeah, basically living in your basement. Mm -hmm. And you're like, hello, <laughs> why are you, what? <laughs> so he's the financier, and um, he also reveals that Adia and Sid are husband and wife. Yeah, um, that's pretty weird. And, and, and is also saying that he's going to offer Squall and the rest of them back to the sorceress in order to prove to the rest of the world that Balam has no political affiliation with the sorceress. But you kill Nork, so everything's okay, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah. Well, you don't kill him. He, like, goes into a cocoon or something. I don't no, know. No, you kill him. Do you? Yeah. Okay. He did. Okay. So then um, so then you tell Sid what's going on. Then he remembers. Well, you, oh, yeah, missiles. That's you right. ask Sid what's going on. Oh, yeah. And then like, he's just sort of like, what the heck was that yeah, all about? It's time You're I told married you. to the sorceress? <laughs> what are you doing? She freaking killed me, bro. <laughs> Why are we fighting against her? What happened? <laughs> so then, um, in order to divert, divert the missiles, you uh, go into this old technology, like this sort of emergency protocol in the garden that transforms it from like a garden <laughs> into a fortress. Uh, yeah. A floating fortress. A fl yeah. Well, it flies too, but they're like, I don't know how to move this. What is going on? Oh, <laughs> and no. Sid is like, no, Squall, you take over. And he's like, why do you keep giving me these things? He's like, because you're the leader. And he's like, I didn't want to be Quistus is two years old. Make her do it. Like, no, it's you're the one. And he's like, duh. <laughs> so they're at least able to move it into the ocean, but they're adrift on the ocean for so long. They crash into this, this, uh, this city called Fisherman's Horizon. Okay. Um, FH. FH. Yeah. Terrible. Um, whatever. So, oh, geez, a lot of stuff happens here great music yeah. here great music 10 out of 10 um a lot of stuff happens right here i'm trying to remember everything there's so like a weird romantic scene where like you put together a band or something and yeah, if you put it together correctly you play like the main theme and squall and renoa have a nice like touching scene and, like this is the point where like Squall's starting to fall for renoa for some reason yeah. i don't Oh, by the Whatever. way, you're in FH, and then um, you encounter your three other party members. Oh, yeah, they're like, we're okay. And yeah, because like, they, they oh. hid inside this, like, indestructible tank thing. They hid inside um, the black box. <laughs> blade, you know? Um, okay, so then... Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened. Okay, so then they... Okay, I'm trying to remember what's happening right here. So then the, uh, the FH mechanics fix uh, the garden's, like, controls... Um, however, you find that Galbadia Garden did the same exact freaking thing oh, and is now right. also en route to fly and crash onto you. And uh, and again, Dave was not kidding. Uh, Squall is now the headmaster of the garden. Yeah, Sid is just like, you're headmaster now. Yeah. <laughs> He's 
like, what? It is your destiny. Yeah. No, I'm 17 <laughs> years old, man. Um, so Squall, like, has to give the decision. Like, yeah, so basically Gar- Galbadi is coming over here. They're going to mess up our crap. <laughs> so mess us up. Just, you know, remember your training. Bye. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens. It's called the Battle of the Gardens. And they, they fight. <laughs> You they, take, like, fly into each other with, like, these giant spinny things around there. And, like, there's people swinging across, and they're all, like, how bad it goes. Like, oh, no, let's get them. And just, yeah. Great reenactment, dude. Thanks. So you it's use... Like a big old CG cutscene. Wow. You use that time to uh, infiltrate the Galbadia Garden um, because you know the sorceress is in there. And then you have another encounter with the sorceress and, and like, a full-on, like, fight with her this time. And you fight her... But after the fight, like after like she's like done and defeated for, uh, everything just sort of like freezes, and then um, like time is frozen. You see this like thing sort of possess Renoa in some way, and Renoa like goes over and like revives a downed cipher, and then like and then afterwards just sort of goes comatose, and then the disc is over. You're just sort of like, what the freak just happened again? Yeah. What just happened? All right, I'm trying to blaze through this as much as I can. So you're in disc three now. Now Adia is a good guy. Now Adia is a good guy because you <laughs> now you find out that Adia actually was, um, like oh. the founder of Seed. Yes. So yeah. okay, I guess this is fast forwarding, but who cares? So what you realize, what you learn later on, thanks to Irvine, is that using Guardian forces messes up your memories like bad bad you don't remember much at all and what what you find out is that squall and irvine and selfie and zell um were all and I, I think some i think other people Was too cypher no because he's older oh uh elany elany yeah. yes um they were all um they were all coming from the same orphanage yes and who was the the caretaker of the orphanage but adia um and that's why he choked Yes. He, he didn't want to shoot basically this mother figure yes. because like he hadn't been trained in G- I don't know how that works either because Squall I thought his first interaction was GF was like the beginning of the game no because you actually have GFs when you start the game oh. you just needed to get another one so okay. it's assumed that whenever Squall entered into school he's been using GFs from day one okay. but Irvine only just started using GFs okay I see. Um, so um, so you learn all that and you're like wow so we sacrifice like our memories like in order to like use guardian forces and to like junction um, there's probably something really deep about that well yeah okay that's <laughs> That's enough for that. <laughs> so, um, and you know, more mushy, like sort of feelings start coming forth, you know, like, you know, when we remember each other, we're stronger or whatever. You know? Yeah. And like Irvine is like totally like had a crush on selfie or something. Oh, well, yeah, he's know. a womanizer. So he has a, cr- he's the Brock of the group. So <laughs> he, like, <laughs> um, uh, this is all this is all found out when like because after the, the fight with Galbadia Guard and everything sort of settles, selfie is all like, is it okay if we go to Travia? It was blown up. And I want to see if anybody is still living. And you're when like, do we get the rest of the sorcerer lore? Soon. Okay. Go ahead. Sorceress, <sighs> I guess. Um, okay. So, uh, Renoa, like, eventually wakes up, I think, or something. She, she like, goes in and out. There's a big scene where Squall has to, like, walk her from, like, FH, like, over this bridge to land. Oh, okay. Does that okay, happen okay, okay, hold on. Not yet. Okay, so okay, here we go. Gosh, so, in between all this, so I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. In between all this, Elony comes back again and whatnot, and she's like, she's like taken away by the white seed shit. 
you're like, who are these people? <laughs> who are these people now? Eleni, why are you important? And they're all who like, they're all. And then Eleni reveals though that she is the reason why you've been going back and forth in these dream states. Yeah. And you were like, why? <laughs> and she was like, you don't, you don't remember me, do you? And I'm like, that doesn't answer my question. Why are you doing this? I have to go. <laughs> and so the white seeds take her away. Does she tell you that it's like? the past yet yeah i think she does say that okay um and she's and she still does that every once in a while just sort of like revealing some things and we'll talk about the sorceress lore involving with that uh because laguna is directly involved um okay so um within all this uh they're trying to find eleni and they realize that she's in like the fabled city of estar is this after sorry i kind of cut you off is this after you go back to the garden that was split up this is after. Okay. Well, yeah. Did anything important happen there? No. Well, that's okay. where you find out who everybody is. Oh, okay. So, so sure. yeah, that's that's important. Okay. Now, Estar is like hidden from the naked eye, and the only way to get there like, is- Hey, we can make is, this reference. It's like Wakanda, kind of. It's just like invisible, right? Sure. Oh, you haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Sorry. That's why <laughs> I said Black sure. Panther references now. <laughs> so, it's like invisible, but it's in like this weird dome and it's like hidden by illusions and it's yeah. like technologically superior to everything around it. And so. pretty much the only way to get there is through the Horizon Bridge, which is like a famous scene in the in the in the game where like Renoa is like still sort of passed out or whatever. Um they also know that that a Dr. Odin is there also who's like done a lot of work with like Eleni and stuff and uh like junctioning and like time travel and uh space sorceress so you you walk on through Estar like the whole walking scene is like full of squall talking to a comatose Renoa why does he like separate from the rest of the group because he has to move her himself i don't remember at all i don't either whatever I'm sorry so they get into estar they let him in and um and so they're like so we need to speak to eleni and they were like oh eleni is at our lunar base <laughs> you know you know the lunar base we have on the moon so as we go forth and forth in estar we learn more and more about what's happened so basically there, there was uh, during the time of the Sorceress Wars, which was like decades ago. Sorceress Adel or Adele, I don't know how you say it. A D E L L. Yeah, no, it's it's just A D L, A D E L. Oh, okay, yeah. Adel, Adel. We always just said Adel, I guess. Um, she's taking control of like everything, and um, has like Galbadia on her side. I think also no, Galbadia was actually fighting against her actually, um, and uh, yeah, was trying to mess things up and to start the lunar cry, which is like. Is like Makes triggered when this like happen. crystal, uh, this crystal column like hits this like thing, and then it causes monsters to fly from the, the moon. moon. <laughs> oh my gosh! So way back in the day, Laguna somehow got entangled into all this, and like headed up this plan to like trick her into going into this like this like cryogenic like locking cell and throw her into space into this like holding facility where the lunar base is there strictly to make sure that Ad- the Adele never gets out. So they go to the lunar base cause they're trying to find Eleni. That's where into she is. Into space. Yeah. That's actually kind of a cool scene. Wait, have we met Laguna yet? Not yet. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, um, what the heck? So they go to space and, um, 
Funny though, uh, Rune Renoa gets possessed again and is now like out of her own like will and like puts on a space Walking around like a zombie. It's really creepy actually. It's actually a really good scene because you're like Squall and she just like gets up and starts walking around like a zombie and there's like this weird like silhouette of herself behind her. It's really weird and you're just like, stop. 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 <laughs> I think there's a spot also where you can like go up to her, but then like she's like force fielded, so you get blown back or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. So she puts on a spacesuit and like goes out into space all on her own, well, possessed, and turns on the sequence <laughs> to free Adol. <laughs> and I was like, wait, no. It's just this like the worst. It's just this button that says free Adol, and there's like a post it note that says don't do not push. It. She just rips it off. It's like. <laughs> She pauses for a second and then rips it off. <laughs> that is not actually what happens. No, but come on. So she does. And yeah, now Adel is like awakening and is like traveling back down. To also, the she's Earth. like a giant. Yeah, she's like, like 10 huge. feet tall. Yeah, whatever. Um, afterwards, though, she gets dispossessed. And like now she's like floating in space, like doing nothing. And you're just like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. So um, Squall somehow like telepathically or like through the power of love i guess yeah, you know tells her to turn on her emergency oxygen supply so she does and then squall has to go out there like himself and like rescue her which is like one of the more romantic scenes in the whole it is actually a really good like all the space scene was like the one part of the game where like all right i'm into this because yeah. they do it really well yeah they actually it, you're built up enough with these characters are like all right this is actually kind of intense and the music is all done great and like it's a really, it's one of like the best scenes you'll see in like a Final Fantasy or like a video game. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. Yeah, it's it's done really well. Meanwhile, what, uh, because of all this, Zell is like back down ground level and like in charge of everything else there, and they see this big black pillar come out from the bottom of the ocean <laughs> that happens to have the crystal column in it. And it just starts the lunar cry, which is what we've been trying to prevent this whole time. And a bunch of stronger monsters now come out from the moon and, like, invade the Earth. And so, yeah, now all your random encounters are stronger encounters now, too. Um, you go back uh, d- back down to Earth using the Ragnarok, which is, like, this, this, this ship out there, which becomes your new airship. And um, you get down there. And then uh, Estar contacts you and just sort of like, yeah, the president needs to talk to you like right now. <laughs> you guys have been causing a lot of ruckus. We need to talk about a plan. And you're like, okay, sure. And so you go and who should be the president? But Laguna. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> of course. You learn more that um, Laguna, um, Laguna was like the guy at Windhill for a while and then somehow got entangled with the Sorceress Wars and as a result became the president of there and never was able to get back in time to, like, marry uh, Rain, that girl that he had a crush on. They get, like, engaged, right? They get engaged, but, like, he doesn't get back in time to do it. Okay, because she, like, dies. She dies, yeah. (laughs) She dies. She dies. (laughs) She died. Um, And so you discuss the plan. Basically, that what needs to happen is that, uh, well, obviously, you need to kill Sorceress Adele, um, and because they realize what's happening is that a sorceress from the future named Sorceress Ultimicia is trying to time paradox her way into possessing like all of the all the sorceresses possible. And then she would do a compressed time so that she would have like all the strength of like three sorceresses and and be be the greatest. I don't know. Like, I just don't. <laughs> I never understood <laughs> It was like time compression. I'm like, what's that? Like, it's bad. Like, okay, why does she want to do it? 
time compression. And it's like, I, oh, but why? Oh. And you've like never heard this name. And they're like, ah, uh, it must be Ultimecia. And you're like, what the crap is an Ultimecia? And like, I don't even know how you find out about her or how they know about her. Because you never see her. Well, not until the fourth disc. No, like no one's um, seen her. It's just like, and there's this weird thing where like the sorceress power is like this essence that like just goes from person to person. Like you can't destroy it. And there's like only certain people it can attach to. And like one of them is Adia and one of them is Adele. One of them is Renoa. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, it's also Ultimecia using. So, okay, the reason why they wanted Eleni so bad, and the reason why yes. all the other sorceresses wanted Eleni so bad, is because her ability to transport your consciousness into the past is super valuable to Ultimecia. Now, Dr. Odin actually did some exper experiments with Eleni and was able to sort of take that, that power called the Junction System Eleni. Oh, I am not kidding. Um, <laughs> Ultimecia in the future, though, discovers this machine, uh, but only finds that she can only move so much with it. She needs actually Eleni, which is why she possessed Adia and why Adia and the Galbati army were so hell bent on getting her. And, and um, like, there's this weird thing where like Adia knew about it and like could feel herself going. So she she creates seed and sort of pass it on to Sid and is like. <sighs> I've made seed to like destroy myself or something or like destroy the sorceress and Sid's like oh okay honey and like <laughs> <laughs> then that's what they do yeah uh, it, it is it is sort of explained uh, in the in the epilogue kind of sort of um okay so so their plan is to kill sorceress Adele and, and at well wait have have we gotten to the point where Renoa's like in a test tube and you had to go save her or whatever. Oh like, yeah. After she gets back okay, hold on, space. hold on. Wait, wait. Okay, so this is actually what happened. So they get back <laughs> from space. Estar is like, "You have a sorceress on board, don't you? Don't you?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> and but Renoa's all like, "You know what? I'm done. Just take me." <laughs> and so, so they are about to put her in the same like cryovac ceiling thing as Adele. But then Squall to the rescue. I am your knight, and <laughs> destroys the. Oh, he the, does say something like yeah, that, doesn't he? And destroys the machine. <laughs> But for some reason, Estar doesn't take this as a... Like, there's a big dramatic hug where she, like, falls down and falls into his arms mm -hmm. and... Oh, Squall! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the language is very flowery. It's, yes. It's, it's very... Ugh. Very... <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah. For some reason, Estar doesn't take this as offense because then they, they, they enlist their help to kill Adel. Um, and so they do... Um, but well, what they do really is that Cypher takes Renoa and like uses her as bait to awaken uh, Adol. Wait, she, Cypher does? Yeah, Cypher comes involved. back. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, so he comes back. Um, <laughs> does he kidnap her? Or, like, yeah, kind of, sorta. And then like throws her to Adele. Adele awakens and like fuses Renoa to like her body. Gross. And this whole fight is a t it's a really hard fight, by the way. But um, uh, this whole time, Adele is also siphoning HP from Renoa. So you have to make... So basically, this, this battle's kind of interesting. You can't use summons because summons will, like, uh, attack anything that's on there. Man, I am glad I stopped playing before that point. You can't <laughs> use limit breaks because that will also, like, have some ending moves that will, like, hit all of them as well. Oh, so basically, no. you just have to cast regen on, on Renoa and just sort of beat up Adele. <laughs> 
So after a while, that does happen. After a long, long while, it does happen. And the plan is, is that as soon as Adel is defeated, the sorceress essence is going to want to leech onto Renoa right away, which it does. After that, Eleni um, then performs the time compression. Um, and basically, yeah, and their, their one defense is that, like, as long as you keep remembering each other, you'll be okay. Wait, does... I thought she could only send you to the past. No, she like actually does time compression or something too. What the crap? Some sort of paradoxical time thing. Yeah, okay. So they're transported. <laughs> <laughs> so they're transported into the future where Ultimicia reigns and then comes in your final fight with Ultimicia. Um, as soon as she dies, then all of time is like going insane. And so it's now like everybody has to like try to remember each other to try to like get back to it. Squall is in this like really limbo state, but he is also taken back accidentally to the spot where Ultimicia first, uh, possesses, uh, Adia. You see Squall's like a young kid in the orphanage. Uh, Adia is like running after him and then like Squall comes back and just all like, you're you're Adia. And she's like, Oh hi, who are you? And Squall's like, I'm a seed. I'm one of your like mercenaries. She's like, What's seed? <laughs> um, and then Ultimicia comes out because like in her last dying breath, she like goes back in time and possesses Adia. Adia seems to know this and so like protects Squall from her, gets possessed, but she's fine. And then Squall's all like but um yeah i'm from the future and Adia's all like you're from the future, future. Please, please please leave this is not your time like she says it like that but because squall was all like i'm you know i'm a seed you know you created this army to like eventually have to destroy you if you become a sorceress and uh, which is where she gets the idea good old like grandfather paradox or whatever the frick whatever that's called yeah so then that fades away squall is again in limbo and he can't seem to remember renoa's face um, and then there's this big, it's really freaking creepy. It is it's actually, actually really freaking creepy. It is like too much. So kind of, yeah, there's a big sequence. It does go FMV where like squalls like running around in this like Island. That's like, that's like nothing. And then like he eventually like passes out and like has these like crazy creepy, like dream sequences where like all the time is getting distorted. Like you see a lot music of music you've heard in the FMVs, but it's like getting distorted. And a lot of past FMVs come back to and like her. You see Renoa, but her face is just like a jumbled mess. Mm -hmm. It's really unsettling. Yeah. And then comes in the, the iconic squall, no face image. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, um, but in the epilogue, everything ends up okay. Cypher sort of like licks his wounds and is like enjoying a life of peace again. Laguna is like reunited with Eleni um, and like visits Rain's grave. Right. Did we mention that Rain is Eleni's mom? Adoptive mom, yeah. Right. Wait, adoptive mom? Yeah. Oh, you never know who her real parents are? I don't think so. Oh, interesting. But it still does end up, you know, in a way that because Rain did have another child when before she died. Yes, she's preggers before Laguna leaves. And who was that child? Well, it's heavily implied to be Squall. It's not heavily implied, it is Squall. Well, I don't think they ever say it. It's just very heavily hinted. Well, it's Squall though. I mean it's Squall, but yeah. like yeah, they don't overly <laughs> say it. So And so that's how Elanie and Squall end up at the orphanage. But okay, so then there's like this big party at the garden, everybody's celebrating. There's a cute little sequence where like Selfie has a camera and she's like videotaping everybody. Irvine keeps getting in the way, and you know, Zell finally gets his hot dogs and he's eating so much of them that he chokes on them. Um Adia's there, completely not in her sorceress getup, just all like, you know, drab and stuff. Quistus is also there. Yeah, she's like Hi, I am still Quistus. I am still alone. 
And we didn't really mention that she totally has a crush on Squall for like the first half of the game. And, and Squall it's completely, completely yeah, blows her off. Completely blows yeah. her off, even though she's like, she's the like hot for teacher character, basically. <laughs> like she's the the sexy 20 year old teacher with glasses yeah. and her yeah. midriff showing, who to- whose weapon is totally a whip. That's not weird or anything. And there's like a fan club dedicated to her at the school. This is a little creepy. Uh, oh, and, but, then, <laughs> and then the epilogue ends with, with Squall and Renoa embracing and the end. Wow. Wow. We missed a lot of stuff, I'm sure. And <laughs> wow. we, we missed a lot of like side quests and stuff. But just, I mean, that's that's the story, though. That's the bare bones of the story. Yeah. My goodness. I can't believe I followed it as much as I could back then. Yeah. But like. Wow. Just like wow. there's just so much stuff that happens that is like this is important. And then like by the like two discs later, you're like, what the crap happened on disc <laughs> one? Like why did that had nothing to do with like anything we're doing? Like what did I guess they repaired the radio station so they could do that one TV broadcast? They did, and actually. That was it. That was, that was it. And it's just like, oh well, okay. that wasn't very important. Like well, radio- and it's not like there's nothing that happens that like there's no like smoking Chekhov's gun where like something happens and it doesn't matter later. It just it matters in such like a weird, random, minor way. <laughs> like ugh. The, the radio communications, I should mention that Sorceress Adel's um, prison in the space, for some reason, interrupts radio communication, which is why. Oh, right. I do remember something like that. <sighs> okay. You so, know, for some reason. Now, Dave does bring up an interesting point. When you're, like, in the throes of these space battles and, like, everything right here, you, you're like, man, disc one didn't really have any of this mess here. What's up with that? This has sparked a very popular theory about Final Fantasy VIII, um, and it is so popular that you know there's webs, there's tons of websites dedicated to it, and yada yada. You can call it a fan theory because it's never been really like confirmed. I think they did actually bring it up with one of the designers, and he said, "No, that's not true." But that's a really interesting idea. It's kind of unique what people would think about, but like, no, that is not what we actually meant by any of this. So. The theory is just called <clears throat> Squall is dead, and the theory begins is that. At the end of disc one, when Squall is, like, impaled by those, like, ice spears. By a freaking three-foot-long, like, half-a-foot-thick ice spear. He actually dies. Yeah. Um, Because after, before then, things didn't get weird. Like, you had monsters, but that's not necessarily weird for a Final Fantasy game. But you didn't have freaking Moombas. Yeah. You didn't have Shoomies, like Grandmaster Norg. Yeah. You didn't have, like, multiple sorceresses. You didn't have time travel. You did have Laguna, which is a point against it because it you do have that vision beforehand. However, yeah. Um, and th- like, yeah, all the time compression stuff, the final boss fight is like really and, like, over how the top. These, how these worse and worse enemies just come keeping at, come keep coming out of nowhere. It's like, oh, Sorcerer's Adel. Like, all right, I've never heard of this person. Like, ah, Sorcerer's Ultimicia. Like, you literally don't hear about the final boss of the game until like the tail end of disc three. Yeah. Like it's, it's a Dia and then it isn't. And then all of a sudden, like until halfway through disc two or like the end of disc two and then it's like oh now it's adele like other final fantasies would kind of do this where like in final fantasy 4 you had golbez but then it was actually like zemus who's like the reveal at the end and it sucked that was like one of the worst parts of that game it was like it was actually this other dude who we've had <laughs> no interaction with for the entire game you're like oh, okay whatever i think final fantasy 3 kind of does something like that too Final Fantasy 1 kind of does it with the idea of, like, chaos. With, with Garland and chaos, yeah. Yeah, but even then, it was just kind of dumb. And so that's kind of what happened. But, like, you never get 
Ultimacia. Like, you never get to be, like, scared of this. That's one thing that Sephiroth and Kefka do really well. And um, even in Final Fantasy IX, it's like you have these villains who, like, continue to be the villains. And maybe they're not the ultimate villain in every case, but they usually, like, they'll have multiple forms or whatever. But, like, they usually will be, and you, like, get to, like, sort of go back and forth with them, right? Like, this point you're, like, you kind of jump ahead, but then they're, like, one step ahead of you, and you they beat you, and you're, like, ah, oh, darn, like, we got to keep going. And it sets up this really nice push and pull. Ultimacy is just kind of like, yeah, you beat that one, but, like, Sorceress Force is someone <laughs> else now, and you're, like... What the, who are you? Like, none of them ever really have any motivation or, like, It's just character. unlimited power. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to Squall is dead. So um, one of the bigger damning pieces of, el- of evidence, I guess, is during the big trippy sequence uh, towards the end, um, there's a lot of flashing images that you don't really get to see in full. One of them is this really creepy image of Squall's face or, you know, Squall's head with no face. Basically, like, it's caved in. It's like it's concaved into just this black hole. Yeah, it's it's really unsettling when you yeah. look at it, honestly. It's really it's, creepy. He has his, like, regular anime hair and stuff and, like, his ears, but, like, that's <laughs> it. His ears. Um, and so it, it it all goes, you know, that, like, it's the Squall is dead, and, like, as he's in, like, limbo, that's where, like, the, the, the events of disc two, three, and four go. I mean, the freaking garden turns into a flying fortress. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, guess what? Galbadia can do the same. Yeah. You know, like lunar space stations. Yeah, <laughs> it it's it does. I I have to admit that when I first learned of that theory, I was like, hang on, yeah, uh, no, no, but oh, but lunar cry. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, what the heck? Cipher is now a guy again, but he's like evil, and Renoa doesn't like him anymore. Whereas, like all through disc one, she's talking about how like she's crushing on Cipher, and so this like this like idea of that because it's Squall's dream world, he can kind of do whatever he wants. So now Renoa's totally into him. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really weird. It is weird, and and it does. I mean, it, I think it does go to show how convoluted the story does get after a while you you really are like you know when if you're pushing through the story you're in Estar, for instance just sort of exploring that town and you're just sort of like aren't i 17 years old like <laughs> just barely yeah, graduating. all of a sudden like on disc two squall is now the head of the entire seed <laughs> army like what uh one other thing i want to mention is the side game the oh. side card game of this game called triple triad <laughs> It's not very good. It's not very good. It's it's not a necessary. <laughs> Nine does a much better with Tetra Master. It is IML. not a necessary game to play. However, there is a GF. I forget which one. It might be the final one uh, where it, it does learn an ability where you can transform your cards into like a hundred plus special items. Well, we should mention. Remember when I mentioned way back at the beginning that in most RPGs you spend your money on weapon upgrades. Yeah. How do you upgrade your weapons in this game, Saul? Well, Dave, you you get these these monthly magazines. <laughs> yeah. How do you get those? Um. Well, enemies drop them. <laughs> oh, randomly, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What happens then? Well, you read them. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. And then, and then you you you. You get the crafting materials. Oh, the, how do you get the crafting materials, Saul? Oh, Dave. How you get those? I can't Dave. remember. How do you get those? The card game. Oh, the card game. Wow. 
<laughs> so you got so if you don't do these random side quests and grind monsters, are you telling me that you go through the entire game with just your basic weapons? Kind of. With no real other way to upgrade them. Well, to be fair, to be fair, Dave. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of, of every, pretty much every weapon is available to be to be upgraded except for the final weapons. Okay, but even if you want to upgrade the other ones, you have to grind monsters for the loot. It's like the freaking yeah, crafting that, system in Kingdom Hearts, except all the junk is such a low drop rate. Yeah, but that that loot is easier to grab though because they're just random drops. Um, yeah, but you still have to grind for it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, anyway. so if you if you happen to be good at the card game, the card game is kind of interesting because you learn about it early on, and you're given like a starter pack. And um, you and you know to talk to people, you just hit X. But if you instead hit Square, you can challenge them to a game. And it's really weird because, like, for instance, it is kind uh, of a cool idea. Yeah, well, like, like really, because uh, not everyone does it. So sometimes you put Square and you just get the regular dialogue. But it it's kind of neat. Like this, there's this game that sort of exists in this world that you get to play with them. You know, and sometimes cool. like well, most times important characters will have important cards that you can grab from them. Because if you win, you get one of their. Cards. Cards and you the thing can is, those it. cards are like busted good. And yeah, <laughs> um, it's weird because like I remember that you'll be talking to like General Caraway, right? Where like the world is in like, <laughs> and you're just you just all like oh, the world is, and then you're just like, oh, do you want to play um, a card game? I, I guess I'll play a game <laughs> with you. And then the music starts. It's not bad music, but it does get kind of grating when you have to spend that much time. <sighs> In that game. Um, so not unnecessary, but it does make the ending boss fight a heck of a lot easier yeah. if you do do that because you'll have the final weapons. You'll also have, like, there's this one particular uh, item called Holy Wars, which will just turn your whole party, not just you, but your whole party invincible for, like, a long period of time. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that. Um, and then, like, yeah, the, like, the strategy is to do that and then to, like, go, like, use Renoa's Limit Break. Oh, no, first cast Aura on everybody yeah. and use Renoa's Limit Break to, like, have everybody also float um, because Ultimisha's uh, attacks are a lot of ground-based attacks. Okay, sure. Um, and then you just wail on her using using a ton of Renzokukens and Lionhearts. Uh, Those are Squall's limit break names. Yes. Because it's specified. Anyways, so, I mean, that's that's in essence the game. And as you can tell is how tired I'm getting just by talking about the story. As much, as much you know, charm as I still, like, and as much nostalgic fondness I still have for it, I I definitely see now in, in many of the ways that this game had some issues. Dave saw them right away, and it, it took me a while to be like, you're wrong, you're wrong. You must be wrong. It's not wrong. But as I said before, yeah, I see it now. The rain is gone. So, And the characters are like, okay, like I got sucked into Squall. You know, I'll admit it. He's like... He's not just the tough guy, cold exterior, because you get so much of his thoughts. And there's, like, some interesting, like, philosophical stuff that goes down where he, like, he'll, like, have these breakdowns every once in a while where he's like, I am literally a child. Why are you putting me in charge of this? Where he just sort of has these temper tantrums, sort of. But, like, you're like, no, I get it. This is the mm -hmm. appropriate response to what you are dealing with right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so he's still relatable in this weird way because he doesn't stay that standoffish for that long like by disc two he's pretty much like he's sort of like begrudgingly puts up with like his teammates but like you know he enjoys it you know one of those type of relationships yeah and so 
He is relatable, and Renoa is cute, but their relationship really comes out of nowhere. It feels forced. It's very rushed, too. Yeah, which is weird considering, like, how the whole game. How long the story is. Yeah, and how much the whole game is really focused on love stories. And a lot of Laguna stuff, there's this, like, this relationship between him and Rain gets played out a lot where, like, he annoys the crap out of her, but obviously <laughs> they, like, get it on and have a baby. Woo. And, like, they do get engaged. So, like, there's a really nice FMV, like, showing that moment. And, like, it's very In sweet. the epilogue, yeah. It's yeah, nice. so, like... That's a big theme of this whole thing, but it never, it's like, again, I got sucked into it, but then I like had to step back and I was like, wait a minute, where's this relationship coming from? Because like their moments together are nice and like seeing how they care about each other is nice, but you're just like, where is any of this coming from? Like, it's just very manufactured, I guess. It doesn't feel like genuine. It doesn't feel organic. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's not poorly executed outside of that but it's always sort of this nagging thing in the back of your head we're like they kind of just did this like we would really care about this moment and like the space scene and like man the space scene was really good like legitimately there are there are good things about this game there are like the story is super convoluted but it's not the worst and like the characters don't always make sense but they're fun i love selfie and like her and irvine's interactions are fun and zella's awesome and Quistus is there. I, I, I don't even dislike Quistus. I like her. I just wish they did more with her, you know? Yeah. And, like, you know, I like all that, but... And I will go on record... It never seems to, like, gel. Yeah. It never all seems to come together. I will go on record and say that the best thing about this game is its soundtrack. That is absolutely true. Uh, the soundtrack is fan freaking. fantastic. Eight is a it's, phenomenal soundtrack. It's very different from what Nobuo had done before and since. It all feels more synthy, which fits with the game's tone. But it is very different, but it's very good. Well, what I like, and I I did not mention this in our video games talk because I didn't have a song from 8 on there. Somehow, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, like I said, 8 has the best complete soundtrack. Like, if I were to pit the soundtracks of 8 against 10, I have to say 8. But if I were to pick songs, it would still have to be the ending theme from 10. But in any case, um, 8 soundtrack, again, sort of pushed the limits because, like, 7 got a lot more orchestral and, you know, we had, like, One Winged Angel and we had all this sort of stuff. It was great. Great stuff that happened there. But technology got a little bit better. And they got so, more comfortable working. I mean, Noble's gone on record being like, yeah, working with the PS1 on Final Fantasy VII was, uh, we didn't really know what the heck we were doing necessarily. And as you listen to it, you'll hear a lot of sound effects and, like, themes that are very much like Final Fantasy VI or even Super Mario RPG or Chrono Trigger, where even though Nobu didn't necessarily work on my RPG or wasn't super involved in Chrono Trigger. It was like they were using a lot, like Square was, they were using a lot of that same stuff. But Final Fantasy VIII was like, this is what the PS1 can do. I mean, the beginning of Final Fantasy VIII, when you uh, when you start the game, starts out with full orchestra. They were yeah. actually able to fit full and orchestra like in there. And choir, right. Uh, Eyes on Me, the, like the title song of the whole game, is like, again, full orchestra and, and sung vocals too. That's great. And it's the ending theme is also all orchestrated as well. Yeah. Um, and I we should talk a bit more about Eyes on Me because that was, the English version is very... Um, English, but <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There's no real other way to say it. It's kind of just like poorly translated, and you're like, these lyrics don't make a lot of sense, but okay. The melody's still great. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't expect that reaction. I, but, uh, I wasn't expecting you to say that. <laughs> But 
Japan, it was actually like a really big deal. And like, we'll go back to rest in peace game trailers, but mm. they make a great point in their Final Fantasy retrospective how this sort of started to blur the lines between there was a separation between what video games can do and like what a music or a movie could do. Mm-hmm. And those lines started to get really blurred with Final Fantasy VIII with the quality of the cutscenes at the time and mm-hmm. the quality of the music and Eyes on Me, which was like a single released in Japan that was kind of a hit. Yeah. Like, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a legit, like, Japanese singer. It was a big deal. Yeah. So never quite caught on here in the States because <laughs> video games are spat on by a traditional media and culture. But in Japan, where they're not, it was like, wow, this is this is really good because yeah. it is a really good song. Mm-hmm. Really well done. Orchestration is as as good as we've ever said, like Japanese orchestrators do. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I still listen to the ending theme a lot from Final Fantasy VIII, and I love that very much as well, too. Uh, many of the 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 city loops are just gorgeous too the Balam garden loop i never got tired of hearing it whenever i played the game uh like we said fh's uh uh city loop is so beautiful this beautiful obviously nobuo can do melancholy really well yeah and for whatever reason because it it gets revealed to you later like fh's uh uh whole deal which i don't really need to talk about but like fh is sort of a city of like melancholy and you just get that right away from the from the soundtrack it's like this really nice sort of synthesizer keyboard sound that's really unique combined with like a harmonica type sound like it's really cool it's really good i mean yeah, there are songs in this game that we're not the biggest fans of. Bluefields. I like Bluefields, but like, I don't like the like the the cave song. Like Excuse me. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you mean. Yeah. The diddle 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 diddle. Yeah, that, that one. <laughs> it's going to sound exactly the same when I listen to this back. We're just both going Oh yeah, that's all. <laughs> Um, yeah, not that the soundtrack is perfect. There's a couple other songs. I don't, um, I've never really heard the, I mean, I think I've played through it in theater rhythm, but like the final battle theme against Ultimacia is kind of yeah, like whatever. That's actually not that great. Yeah. It's really not it's that like, great. Eh. Um, Maybe I'm I a lion w- tries to be really good. When you talked about that one theme from Chrono Trigger that you and your brother liked, how it had like the ho sort yeah. of thing in there, that's <laughs> actually in Maybe I'm a Lion. Yeah. There's like this like drum thing. It's like, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Even then I thought it was like, huh? <laughs> What was that? <laughs> yeah, it's I'll- actually kind of similar. It's probably sort of like the forebearer to like the uh, whatever that song is when you fight Jacked in Final Fantasy X. Because it is a little bit heavier and kind of like a... Well, Otherworld is used in the beginning of the game, too, though. Yes, it is. But you also do it when you fight Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. The soundtrack, I will never, ever stop singing its praises. I still listen to those tracks a lot. The piano renditions of it and the other full orchestrated renditions of it, too. I, I I genuinely think that eight is Nobuo's masterpiece. And that, not that he hasn't created good stuff since then, but that eight was just a all around good soundtrack for the game. I think the more I think about eight, the more the best way to put it is like it's a really nice and like overall good piece of multimedia, but it is a bad game. Does that make sense? Yeah. The things you like about it are the FMV and the graphics and the music and the atmosphere. The atmosphere is good, right? The atmosphere is really good. It has some really nice scenes, but as soon as you have to start 
playing it, everything is wrong. Yeah. You know? It just, it hurts my heart to have to say that. And it, that. like, having all the battles in between, like, drag things out a lot and, like, sort of, again, <laughs> this is the word that I heard recently, so now it's just in my head, so I'm going to use it. It just sort of obfuscates what you're actually trying to do. You have to spend all this weird time, like, I mean, I mentioned the cave theme. I remember that one really weird cave you have to go into where it's like a maze. I have no recollection of what that has to do with the game. I think it's like a GF or something. Oh, yeah, it's the brother's GF. Yeah, but who cares? It doesn't have anything to do with like anything else that happened, you know? So like, or like Odin. Odin's a thing. Like you got to go to this, like it's like an oil platform or something. It's a, it's a big like. Tower? Yeah. I don't know. And Tom, then you get Odin and then Tom, if Tom you, berries are there too. If you take him to fight. Who is it? If you fight Cypher with him, he Odin actually dies. He and actually like, kills Cypher. Gilgamesh, or, yeah, Cypher actually kills him. Gilgamesh shows up, and you're like, hi, Gilgamesh. <laughs> and uh, all the gaming <laughs> elements of the game are like, probably could have done without that. Mm, yeah. The battle system is literally, like, the gameplay is the worst since Final Fantasy II. And Ouch. maybe the worst... Even, I don't know. I mean, people like to hate on 13, but I've heard some people really like the battle system. It might have a worse battle and progression system than 13, which uh, isn't high praise. Um, but but all the multi, it, it's like almost worth slogging through it because of all the nice multimedia elements you get because mm. of the nice characters and because of the, the story is interesting. Whatever else you can say about it, it keeps you interested, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, then you kind of look back on it as a whole, and you're like, man, that was a mess. But it kept me interested. Like, it's a, it's really weird. Yeah. So, and it does have real genuine moments where you're, like, really into it, and you, like, feel stuff. But it doesn't have anything to do with the game parts. Yeah, I, I know what you're trying to say, too. And yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It's still no matter what, I'm always gonna have a soft spot in my heart for it. I mean, like when I, whenever I play Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm on the 3DS, uh, the first songs I go to immediately are Final Fantasy VIII songs. <laughs> you know, like I. But I mean, that more to your point though, isn't it? Yeah. So. I'd say that's about it, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. We that can talk a little bit. I, I was thinking about bringing up the crazy, like, Ultimisha theories where, like, she's actually Renoa. Yeah, I don't want to start <laughs> talking about more theories. We're but that sort of says a lot about the game and, like, its story is that it it's actually kind of nice and probably a good thing when stories leave themselves open to that. But Final Fantasy VIII did it just way too much mm -hmm. where you're just like, I don't know what happened, so I'm going to start making stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because you never, you never get any backstory <clears throat> in Ultimatia or anything on her, so yeah, whatever. Mm. So <laughs> there that's, you go. That's that. This was a this was one of my bigger episodes coming up. Um, you know, being able to talk about Final Fantasy VIII. I mean, another one I think I might want to talk about is Legend of Dragoon, but that one's gonna really? be hard. Maybe you're a madman. Very maybe mad that one man. was a four disc or two. Yeah, um, I would have to actually play through that. I, we tried. We really tried. We did. Uh, there were a lot of those same moments where I was like, so I was like, this game's great, this game's great, and I would like, find a part, and I was like, so what the heck is this? And he was like, yeah, I forgot about that. That is really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, to be fair, I don't think I have as many. This game is great. Oh, wait a minute. As <laughs> as I do for Final Fantasy VIII. I, I do recognize there are a ton of more flaws in Dragoon. Somehow I got through it, though. Oh, my goodness. Um, anyway, so that, that about does it for this, this episode. If you stayed on for the whole hour and plus half that we've been here, congratulations. You deserve a hug. Um, but... Yeah, I'm glad we got that out. Hopefully in the future, I'll be able to get a chance to talk about the soundtrack at length in particular songs, uh, maybe in another video game list or something like that. So that'll be cool. That'll be coming up, hopefully. Eventually. Um, so with that, we good, Dave? Yeah. All righty. Again, thank you so much for hanging on. Uh, give out our special thanks to uh, uh, Danny Barry Huvert for the artwork and for the combined efforts of uh, Rob KTA, Expert Novice, and OC Remix for the intro and outro music. I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a hug or something like this after this. Oh, I'll give you a hug, man. No, not you, oh, not okay, you. Happy okay. birthday, but Happy not you. Birthday, but no, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care.